Hey there, people of the interwebs. <laughs> this is Maylene Norell from the Bucky's Podcast. Before I introduce the book of the month to you, I just want to let you know that Brandon and I will be running a comic book convention in Hemet, California at the Public Library on January 13th, 2018. Come on out, bring the kids, and have a good time. Entry will be free. We will have panels, vendors, and it will be fun for the whole family. Now, this month's book is A is for Alibi by Sue Grafton, a novel about private detective Kinsey Malone. This book was released in 1982 and is the beginning of the much-loved Alphabet Mystery series. On a sad note, however, the author, Miss Sue Grafton, has just passed away on December 28th. She will be missed by her many fans, especially since she was un unable to finish off the series. She was able to get as far as Wires for Yesterday, but she had not yet published her Z-book. As of this recording, it has been announced that there will be no Z-book. Sue Grafton, may you rest in peace. And now, on to this month's book, Areas for Alibi. I hope you enjoy the book, and I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe. We are on Libsyn, Stitcher, and iTunes. You think everything is great. I thought Julia White was pretty cute, actually. Urkel? Yeah. He, 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 was, he was hot. I was like, oh my gosh, she is so hot. He likes Urkel? No, the actor? Oh. Take off his nerds? Yeah. Yeah, we need to clean this stuff on or kill it. Yeah. 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 But is that He's actor? Hot. Um, was also the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog in the Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's Sonic. Holy shit. Urkel is Sonic. Urkel is Sonic. That's why Urkel's cool. Sonic Urkel. No. <laughs> I love when they would do the like Disneyland and Disney World episodes. Yeah. And they would like crossover with other yeah. shows. Yeah. That's so crazy. Cool. TGIF. <laughs> okay. <sighs> A is for Alibi. And C is for cookie. Good enough for me. Um, Lewis, this is a uh, book you put in. Can you give us a basic plot and uh, why you submitted this? Uh, well, I first came across this book maybe a couple of years ago. I was going through some of my uh, parents' bookshelves. They're, um, they're, well, my mom's a pretty heavy reader. My dad reads like nonfiction stuff. And I found this book in there, and I was like, oh, all right. I see, I'd seen my mom reading a bunch of, like, A is 4, B is 4 books, and I was like, what the hell is this? turns out it's like a procedural detective mystery, which I love. So thank you, Mom, for introducing me to this book, and also for thank introducing you, me to the works you, of Joss Whedon. Yeah, so thank you. I think it's very appropriate. <laughs> I think Whedon would be proud of that. <laughs> Uh, the basic plot of the book is that Kinsey, did we decide, is it Malone or Malone? Malone. I think it's Malone. Malone. But Malone. I kept saying Malone. So I'm going to say Malone. Or it could be Spanish pronunciation where the uh, double L is an H, but that doesn't make any sense with another H there. So, yeah. probably so Malone. Yeah. Private Malone. detective Kinsey Baloney <laughs> is uh, trying to figure out who is the real killer of Lawrence um, Fife, whose wife has already been sent to jail for eight years for the murder of. Um, the wife comes to Kinsey and says, hey, I didn't do this. Help me figure out who did this. 
And in doing so, Kinsey also discovers a second murder using the same modus operandi. So it's a really cool book. It was written in like the early 70s, early 80s, like 1982 or something. Um, 82. You can tell by all the lovely um, lack of yeah. <laughs> anything technologically applying uh, yeah. to today. Yeah. She it, carries yeah. a typewriter with her. What? Typewriter. What came was the description of Las Vegas because I was in. I lived in Las Vegas from that time. Oh, so. Was it similar or different? It was very similar. Okay. Very similar. Yeah, especially the hotel <coughs> stayed at. It was, it was still there when I was a kid. Yeah, eleven dollar fifty cent hotel rooms. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much the hamburger costs now. Yeah. yeah. God, I spent a couple of nights in a in a hotel room in Utah when I was in between houses, and I had to I had to pay like eighty bucks a night. For like a just like a shit tiny room, mm-hmm. like it was crazy. It's crazy when you consider that's the lower end. Yeah, like it's not even like a decent room. Yeah, there's an advertising for my car before I pay that. <coughs> and probably should. Uh, our <laughs> wonderful room starting as low as one forty nine a night. <laughs> I remember when Motel Six, you paid six bucks a night. Yep. Is that where that's how it got its name? Motel Six. Super Eight was eight bucks a night. <laughs> yeah. Now it's Motel Sixty Nine Ninety Nine. If you're lucky. Yeah. That's what the coupon is. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Oh, oh yeah, we didn't do our names. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 I just thought I threw that out. No, that's right. Thank you, guys. I take a month off. I lose everything. Um, sorry, <laughs> we'll go back around. Um, all right, uh, I'm Brandon Noel. I am Louis Lopez. David McFarland. Wayne Abraham. Justin Stallard. Bonnie Stallard. Maylene Noel. And uh, we are the bookies. I don't know if I'm going to... I'm too lazy to edit what you've already said. No, this is gold. <laughs> this is gold. <laughs> 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 we're the mom. We'll love it. Right. <laughs> if they've been listening up to this point, then we're good. <laughs> yeah. But everyone, in the words it's of family, every podcast is somebody's yeah. first. Yes, no, I know. Yeah. But if you haven't been listening up to this point, it's a good listen. Yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't jump into, like, episode... 15 of a podcast. Let's start with episode one. <laughs> well, yeah, but we're not episodic, right? Oh, I guess that's true, yeah. So, like, I know from the statistics, like, people just jump in for one episode and then they don't necessarily carry over the next. I guess there isn't a chronology. Because people pick okay. a book yeah. that they yeah. like. Because someone who's read A for Alibi and that's all the way to whatever she's written, like W yeah. or something, yeah. um, then they might be like, ooh, I'm going to do this one first, which is fine. That's so prerogative. I think at this point, Winkler in Time is our more popular one. Wrinkle in Time is the most downloaded episode we've done. Cool. Well, how about we get back to A for Alibi and edit out all this stuff. Keep it in. A for Alibi. Um, uh, Sue Grifton Grafton, Grafton. Um, Yeah, Wing was just saying cause She just finished W is for Wasted Yeah And that's a lot further than I thought she was on Because yeah. I thought she was on U or Q or The last book no. is supposed to be published in like 2019 Like it's coming up Wow I don't know what she's yeah. going to do after this Take a break I was on her Her actual website and, you know, fans have been asking her this, and she says, writing these books takes a lot out of me. When I get to the last one, we'll see. <laughs> I, I may be ready to retire after I finish this. Just curious, was A's for Alibi her first book ever, or was it just the first in the series? 
I don't know. I I believe it was her. I believe it was her first. Was it the first first? No, no. I I think it was actually the first one that she did that was successful because she had done a couple of novels before this, but I don't think they really ever had the success that this book did. I think in the the in the back of the book it says uh, entered the uh, uh, mystery field in 1982 with uh, A is for Alibi. So this is uh, A is for Alibi. So entering the mystery field implies that she was writing in other fields. Yeah, so this is her first mystery, okay. but in 1982. For a debut novel, like a mystery novel, I liked it. I thought it was cool. <laughs> it wasn't that yeah. bad. Okay, so you guys want to start with lights? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go around. Um, I have notes pulled up on my phone. Um, my favorite scene, it's a weird little scene, um, but when she goes with the ex-wife up to the house for the first time, and she's attacked by geese. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that is probably my favorite scene um, because there's actually websites out there for like geese attacks. Mm-hmm. And it talks about the little sharp teeth. It's like that's that's part of the geese attack. Like yeah, the hemispherical beak. Yeah, exactly. It's her fourth. I don't. Has anybody here been attacked by a goose? Yes, my my mom. They had geese at her boarding and they they attacked my sister and I because we have to go through the yard to to the barn in the back to get feed, and and they'd attack you from from across the yard because they're extremely terrifying. If they get a hold of skin with that beak and rip and tear, and there have been incidences, they they bruise you and where they where they peck at you in his mm-hmm. broken bones. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're mean. Uh, the changing, so Bonnie looked it up. Uh, a is for all. It's her third book. She re- wrote two before that that, that weren't. Keziah uh, Dane in 1967 and the Lolly Madonna War in 1969, which was filmed as Lolly Madonna XXX in 1973. And then A.S. for was 1982. Hmm. That's a... That's a... Good number of years. Moving... It's like 13 years between that one and the next one. Yeah, and Alibi, to, so. to write this one. Yeah. Well, also she had a character she liked, you know? Yeah. Like, it, it's, it says something that her first book's got turned into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Like Maybe she's busy with that. She was pretty prolific, too, after these. Like, once this one came out, it was like a book every year or two in the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. so. Alright, that was, that was probably my... my uh, the geese. <laughs> yeah, favorite my frame? favorite scene. <laughs> the geese, geese attack. I love the uh, the introduction to the the neighbor character uh, Henry. <laughs> the say. baker. The baker. Yeah, the retired the retired baker. baker. She's like food. half in love with, and also he's kind of like a father figure. <laughs> like, <laughs> All the same time. Like it, it's it's just it's so I don't know. It's understandable. It's realistic. Like she essentially has no true father figure in her life, and. He's the closest thing to one, and, and because he's sort of like a source of security for her, she just she sees him as this just like nice, you know, genuine, charming guy, and she kind of has a crush on him because that's like a good influence in her life. Like I, I get it; it makes sense. It's a little bit weird, but who isn't a little bit weird about some things? Yeah, and I think those are my favorite parts of the book. There's little tiny moments here and there that flesh out her character and like her motivations. Mm-hmm. The the human, yeah, yeah, the the very human elements of the book. Um, I didn't really have a favorite part of the book until that Sharon girl got killed in Vegas. It, it was it was kind of like she's 
following leads here and there, and then finally action. Action. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it got exciting. Yeah. There's a lot of paperwork in this novel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how detective work was done mm-hmm. back yeah. in the day. You know what? Though? I didn't find it to be tedious, really. Um, like it kind of was tedious for me because I grew up. <coughs> I'm probably as old as as her, no, probably not as old as her. Because in 1982, I mean, she was in her 30s. Yeah, I was I was 11, so I know. I mean, everything that she was talking about, it was it felt so familiar to me. I'm like, whoa, yeah. answering service. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and then the like I said, the 11.95 hotel rooms and right. the. <laughs> jogging down this street, and I'm like, whoa, I remember that. So, kind of like maybe everything about the book was was kind of good because it kind of brought me back to an earlier time in my life because everything was very familiar. But nothing really specific that was really good until the action started happening <laughs> where that Sharon lady mm-hmm. got murdered in her hotel room or her apartment, apartment or whatever yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Overall, I, I enjoyed the book. Uh, enjoyed the story. Oh, it was so you finished it in half of a day. <laughs> well, a day. Yeah, a day. Yeah, a, a day. day. <laughs> a day. Not half a day. A day. Don't try to make I finished it within a twenty-four hour period. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I it. Needless to say, it caught my interest. I don't normally read a book that quickly if it doesn't catch my interest. Yeah. So, uh, it caught my interest. It held my interest. Uh, I'm kind of would agree with Dave. You know, I was born in 1955, so I'm 61 at this point. Uh, there was a lot of the, a lot of the things in here that, you know, I remember when I was living back then. So, it was. Uh, Aspects of it were nostalgic, in, in a way, and um, I grew I grew up down in Imperial Valley, seven miles from Brawley, in a little town of Westmoreland, and oleanders were used for landscaping mm-hmm. all of the time, and I remember, you know, my dad when I was very young saying, don't play with this plant, you know, don't play with the flowers. The flowers are very pretty, they're roughly, they have a nice scent to them. You break them off, or you break off the leaf, and it has this sticky white sap. He says, this is very poisonous. And he knew, he knew two boys that didn't know any better, and they were having a wiener roast in the backyard, and they cut a couple branches off the oleander tree to make a fork to cook the hot dogs oh, on, and they God. ended up dying. From from it because of the poison in the oleander. You hear stories like that every couple of years. Uh, we had yeah. a neighbor in Las Vegas, an older gentleman. He went out and was cutting oleanders down with a machete, and he got pricked a few places with barbs and wound up dying later that night because of the mm-hmm. So it, it, it's you know a rather potent potent poison as far as plants go, but. It's very drought resistant, yeah. and so, you know, for years it's been used. I mean, you drive up and down, you know, the California highways, California <laughs> highways, and down the center, 
median before they started putting these cement medians that you know four feet tall or whatever. It's still put in as like decorative foliage. It, it was it was oleander bushes, fog line of oleander bushes. I'm sitting there going, what if there's an automobile accident and the car goes through and the sap is splattering all over the place and getting in people's wounds? <laughs> then they're dead. Yeah. So, yeah. And the only, from what I understand, the only way to really get rid of it is to like carefully cut it down and bury it. You can't burn it; it produces like a toxic the smoke. smoke. Toxic. Yeah. 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 So uh, it was it was interesting being raised with all of these warnings and hearing, you know, story of the two boys who died by cooking hot dogs on the Leander branches and stuff like this to come into a story where the murder took place because somebody ground up some oleander leaves and replaced them with a medication inside of an antihistamine tablet and just stuck it in the bottle. It was actually a pretty clever way to go about it, I think. It was, yeah. Like, if you're going to go poison, yeah. as far as that goes, like, who's going to honestly seem to check you know, for and, oleander? And, the, the, and that, was, that was one of the uh, purposes for the book, because of the way it was done, uh, an alibi is no longer valid. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, an, an alibi, alibi <coughs> covers your butt for the time that the murder was committed. Mm-hmm. This was drop a capsule in there, shake, shake up, the, up bottle. the bottle, and it might be tonight, it might be a month from now before they take the capsule and keel over dead. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Which was why the uh, the wife uh, character of Nikki in here uh, went to prison for it. They had no proof that she's the one that did it, but she she had access and she she had viable reasons for wanting her husband dead, and the police felt she was the culprit, and so did the jury. And, she served her time, so she gets out. And she comes to Texas. Said, "I didn't do it. Find out who did." You know what I think is funny about that? She never would have been in jail for that now because they would have said, "Yeah, you can't prove crap." Yeah, no, it isn't mm-hmm. enough. No. Yeah, it's not enough. Because yeah, you have to prove beyond yeah. a reasonable doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, what proof did they actually have that she did it? Yeah, what well, good? Her fingerprints were on the cap, on the thing, but what could he do? Exactly, exactly. Your like fingerprints are expected to be there. You exactly. I hand relieve a bottle of medication. You know. Yeah. Can you open this for me? If I die suddenly, his fingerprints are going to be all over that house. They'd be suspicious, and they weren't. You know. If he dies suddenly, I'm going to suspect Brandon. So everyone suspects the husband, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I really enjoyed her description of Las Vegas as she's driving there, you know, and and just uh, I forgot to mark it in the book, but just the way she words it. it oh, I have it marked. You, 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 can, you, can, you can share it when you get to gets to you. <coughs> and, uh, I'll pass it to I'll pass it to Justin. Not your favorite part. Um, okay, well, if you've got it marked, I'll read it. Is the driving at night part? Is that what you mean, or is it specifically when she gets to Vegas? It's the one where she's describing Vegas and the kind of people who show up I there. I have it right now. Justin has it. I have it. 
Um, life in Vegas exactly suits my notion of some eventual life in cities under the sea. Day and night mean nothing. People ebb and surge aimlessly as though pulled by invisible thermal currents that are swift and disagreeably close. Everything is made of plaster of Paris, imitative, larger than life, profoundly impersonal. The whole town smells of dollar eighty nine fried shrimp dinners. That is nineteen eighties Las Vegas. <laughs> Such a good description. Mm-hmm. It's kinda like that now still. Yep. Mm-hmm. Except now the shrimp dinners are ten ninety nine. If you're lucky. Well, still, that's kind of cheap, though. If you're Seven ninety-nine for Mr. Lucky's yeah, special deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when you would go to the Silver Slipper and have a ham and egg breakfast uh, for a dollar ninety-nine. Just a, a, a ham, steak, and eggs, and the whole works. But yeah, it's not even there anymore. But um, they still have similar deals. They're a little bit more expensive, yeah. but they're assuming you're also going to be gambling there and mm-hmm. they're going to get their money back. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> for me, oh, I, I enjoyed oh, no. the uh, the bits where you know, like the description I just read, um, and uh, her landlord. Uh, you know, the former commercial baker who makes a living at the age of 81 making obnoxiously difficult crosswords. (laughs) (laughs) They go to describe some of those crosswords. And he has to try them out. And and he leaves them on her doorstep for, like, she's like a test audience or something. (laughs) And it drives her insane. And... uh, But she tries them. But she does try them. And, uh, yeah, it just... Uh, also, another character that I liked was the uh, the diner proprietor. The word I'm trying to think of, proprietor, <laughs> but the female version of proprietor. Um, she just assumes you're going to eat what she puts in front of you, yeah. whether you order it or not. Yeah. And uh, she tells you what you're going to eat. And like, and what oh, you're going to order. Um, the right. <laughs> kitchen's closed. If you want something to eat, go home and make it yourself. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and you want a drink, go in the back of the bar and help yourself. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of comical and yeah. colorful. That's probably her mother figure. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. You're going to eat what I make you. You're going to like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want a drink, go get it yourself. Um, uh, let's see. Parts that I like. I, I loved that she hates to run because I also hate to run. But um, she runs anyway. I don't. Um, <laughs> 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 but I love how she, I mean I, I found it humorous and I found it like okay yeah you know there are other exercises I do that are better for my knee but um, like it's just it's it was funny to me that you know she does all this running and it also I love her life. well yeah yeah but for it, yeah. but yeah yeah it's, it's you know making up for this or that well I have to go run now and you know but she you know she wants to be able to be, get away or you know like yeah, like yeah. she has good reasons to need to be able to run and have the stamina for it but she doesn't like running um, which is does. I know people who do and they're weird yeah, they're, they're, um, they're there are really people who are like oh it's a high I'm like yeah, you're, you're high, high. Yeah. I run for the same reasons I learned to drive a car with a stick shift and drink my coffee black imagining that a day might come when some amazing emergency would require such a test this run was for good measure <laughs> 
Okay, so <laughs> yes, um, I also agree that everybody should learn how to drive stick shift just in case. But um, and there were some there were some good um, descriptions. A few. I'm not. It's not an odd Thomas book, okay? Um, <laughs> the descriptions aren't that just utterly amazing. Like, there are just paragraphs in there where you're just like, oh, this writing, like, oh my goodness, this, this man is an artist with words. But there were, there were certain passages in here, like the description of Las Vegas and things like that, where you were, they were really good. You know, not every scene was like that, but there were moments where you're like, gosh, that was really descriptive. I like how you should describe that. Um, something that I found funny, and obviously this book was written before the O.J. Simpson trial, was this <laughs> section right here. Yeah. The ludic ludicrous fact of the matter is that in this day and age, a white-collar criminal can, be can become a celebrity. A hero can go on talk shows and write best-selling books. What was there to sweat? Society will forgive just about anything except homicide. And I was thinking, <laughs> well, <laughs> OJ made money off of that eventually, so uh, yeah, yeah. But um, that was also what twenty years later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he's made any like residuals off of the People versus OJ Simpson that like Netflix series. I don't know. I, I don't know because well, yeah. his book, the the book. If, if I, I had done, yeah, that was all the too. money has to go to because of a court order. All the money goes to the uh, family of his uh, of the victims, like Ron Goldman. He goes to uh, his his ex mother in law and father in law. Yeah, got money from so, that book. But anyway, um, so but yeah, I, I like I like certain things about it. I liked um, actually my favorite storyline was was her trying to prove this lady you know I Marge, I love That's Marge. like my favorite storyline. More more favorite than the actual mystery. <laughs> Marshall, Marshall. And, and you have to understand that I'm a huge mystery fan. Mm -hmm. And when we get to the critical stuff, I'm probably going to rip this thing apart. Because I, <laughs> mystery has like, been my favorite genre since yeah. I first played yeah. the game Clue. Okay, I love mysteries. And I love Agatha Christie and Sir Arthur Conan Doyle and, and Mary, Mary Higgins Clark and just, you know, a bunch of other mystery writers. And, and this is my first of hers. And it is her first mystery, so I'll give her. I, I have to love it because it's a mystery. Not At the same it. time, when it's time to tear it apart, I will. So How you know. How long did it take you to figure out who did it? We are that we're not at that point yet, oh. <laughs> and I had it figured out earlier than you'd think. Um, <laughs> I knew. Bonnie's no. pretty good about that. She really is. Yeah, yeah. annoyingly good. Really. He yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, Bonnie, just don't tell me. I know you can figure this out in two seconds. Just don't tell me. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that, I think that was probably my favorite thing was the side oh, story because it. it almost irritated me that I couldn't find out what happened. Like, okay, what happened? That they decided she not to go after her. <laughs> I, but I mean, like, it's like but the one guy wanted pictures of her because she had big boobs. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but the <laughs> point where I'm saying, like, oh like, does well, she go on do it again? Does she, you know, write that scam someone else again? Because. I just love the whole idea of her like placing this heavy pot in front of the door, you know, kind of ding dong. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then her going out, like, oh, I got a capture, and you see her lifting it up, very heavy over her head, you know. Twenty-five pound tomato plant. And then you almost get kind of sad because, like, yeah, that's so true. There's so many people who do get away with that mm -hmm. stuff. 
almost yeah. like oh you're right not every story comes with a ha- you know ah the victim ending it should have you know mm-hmm. so but yeah I, just, I, I think I agree with Bonnie I almost liked it more than just that actual story because I was like let's go back to the other guy or the other woman let's go back to the woman it's a little side plot it was fantastic but yeah I, I just thought it was kind of funny that this one thing that wasn't really a big deal in the book for the main character is kind of like I want to find out more, you know. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, and honestly, that didn't even have to be in there. Yeah, it did not affect anyway. She didn't, while she was staking out this lady, find out any information yeah, that she not, needed for the main. Thing. It's not like it only established that she was working for the insurance company in whose building her office resided and that yeah. she was a former employee. Right, but, but when it comes to, comes to discussing writing, did that storyline have to be there? She could have yeah. just stated that she worked for them sometimes and never gone into such detail. But then we would have missed on such a yeah. fun little side note, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would have like to disagree with that, though, because it's stated right in the very beginning of the book when she was telling Nikki that she's going to be doing not only her work, she but she also has other work. Well, yeah. Not exclusive. Yeah. Right. But you could tell so that to your client and still not necessarily be doing everything. Harry Dresden would say the exact same thing, but he doesn't get enough people coming through his office to justify that statement. <laughs> but he right. could say it anyway. So I'm assuming that since she wrote it, that she was going to do it. Yeah. Right. And that's the reason why. I, I just having read so many mystery stories, usually you focus on the main plot and if you do any side plots somehow they end up weaving together yeah so the fact that that one didn't was delightful something will happen in the side case that will click make something else click Click in your brain and it ends up like if like if if you she's watching this woman and a delivery man shows up and like delivery man that helps me conveniently for this other case you know kind of thing so So usually it applies that but it didn't you could have had this story without it but it was fun even though it like didn't form the main plot, it established like more. So her personality, was, yeah, yeah, yeah like no, how I she agree. operated. I agree. Oh, I did, but like it, yeah. was, it was a fun because way to do it. Because she wanted to <laughs> catch yeah. this lady and bring her down. The people insurance company says, "Only four thousand dollars." You know, it's court fees will be you know five times that. It's not worth it to us to go after her, even though you have proof. Exactly. You know, sometimes it's easier to pay her off. Yep. So infuriating, but so true. Yep. <laughs> you know. So that was definitely my favorite, just the side story. Like, again, I know it didn't have to be in there, and, you know, it, there are some reasons why it, it was good that it was there, but just I, I was really interested in in that as an idea for a side story. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, when we come to our critiques and all that. Um. I, I enjoyed it. This is not my cup of tea when it comes to detectives. When it comes to detectives, I like my Sam Spades. I like my uh, um, Rockford. Rockford. I like my uh, uh, um, Richard uh, Parker. I like my Parker. I, I like my noir kind of mm-hmm. detectives. There are moments where she's like like when when one of those detectives make a mistake you can kind of forgive them because of the texture and the tone of the, the novel when she makes a mistake it's really hard like I'm I'm almost taken out of the novel because I don't have that smoky atmosphere 
to bring me back in. Okay. Right? Like, I'm just like, it, like, and on top of it, like, she comes off as a weak antagonist. Like, um, chapter 7. This is kind of funny. Talks about how she takes a caramel covered AIDS. AIDS before the drug or before the disease, AIDS were a health food candy supplement. It was the worst branding incident ever. I know this from a couple of YouTube videos and some marketing stuff. But um, they were disgusting, but they were supposed to be healthy for you. They were supposed to be a substitute for candy. Exactly. Um, and then, like, later on, she has a blue cheese chef, chef's out. She's always watching her weight. She's, you know, she's, like... Running all the time. Right on. Your detective has a bourbon on ice <laughs> with another bourbon. <laughs> like, that's what they do. Well, she did drink a lot of white wine <laughs> in this book. And yeah. I'm she, like she, a, she drank her wine. <laughs> I still see a female detective drinking bourbon and on ice with bourbon. Well, we got that with the gentleman's game. <laughs> we had your tough chick was drinking bourbon and, and smoking your cigar. And I am willing to overlook that only because, one, bourbon is not every person's taste, even right. a horrible detective. I don't like bourbon. Second of all, I'm willing to overlook it because, I mean, oh, to me, it, I get what you're, I get what you're going. Mm. I, I, I agree with some point, but that's kind of a cliche. Like, yeah, yeah, and 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 just she is a female character. The female character doesn't have to be an exact uh, um, duplicate of the male stereotype. Okay. And, and, oh, that was well, the other thing I was going to say is I, I was glad that it wasn't the cliche in the fact that. The person coming for help was the person who did it. Right, so right. That, that's the cliche too. So. And and the yeah, the noir that too. Yeah, the noir genre of mystery is one of over two dozen different genres. Right, that are out mystery. There. Yeah, just a mystery. I'm 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 just saying this is not your cup of tea. My you cup prefer of tea. the noir. I prefer the noir. I feel like this is more. Um, like, like, if I had the, the soundtrack to Miami Vice playing in the background, <laughs> that might have helped me through it yeah. um, to fit that time frame, but it just, it didn't, I had a hard time getting into it, and I had a hard time staying into it. Okay. Um, and I will say my, my last complaint, just because I don't think anyone else is going to bring this up, is in the epilogue. Um, she talks about how, at the very end, she writes a check for the unused portion of the 5,000 advance. Okay, I can understand that, but she got paid something like... 5,000? Uh, it was five. She was given a 5,000 advance. Yeah. She only was paid like 2,000 or something like that. Yeah, give me a figure in 1982. That was a lot of money. It, it was, but Rockford, $200 plus expenses. $200 a day plus expenses. It was the same time period. She should have gotten paid more. She days. almost died. She should have taken it she, for being almost dead. She should have taken the full <laughs> five grand. Right? Like, yeah, she was rich. Like, yeah. I, I, he was rich. Yeah, like, I'm, that bothers me. I was like, you know, Rockford would never... And I always thought, you know, reimburse it. When I read that, I was thinking, why give it back? It was an advance. She's paying you and expecting to pay you more. Yeah. So there, were, to me, there was no reason to give the money back. Well, yeah, but all her other character traits—I mean, get that she's honest in some ways, but in other ways, she totally wasn't. So, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Her morals are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> she she really has sort of like like let's say like orphan morals. Like it, it's very easy for her to do what is like going to make her like like the things that are convenient for her to do like a little white lie here and there something to, to further benefit herself I think is a learned behavior because of her lack of parents let's say like I, I think right. it's like a character trait that she developed as like a survival mechanism kind of thing mm. yeah well that was my complaint too um my I don't really have a whole lot of criticism about this book but I, I thought it was like too convenient in terms of the narrative for her to have a fling with Charlie Scorsoni and then oh he's gonna kill her but no she's gotta kill him it was it was sort of like I don't know it was sort of like up and down I didn't really understand their whole like attraction to one another and then it was very convenient that he was a killer like I kind of feel like it was written for the dramatic twist right at the end which it does do but I almost feel like Kinsey wouldn't have allowed herself to get that close to, to oh, someone who would have like easily manipulated her that way. But yeah, the <laughs> described in me that he was supposed to be really charming. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't care how charming and sexy he is. He's a suspect. And 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 all for it. That's the thing. Yeah, he he is a suspect. A suspect. And, I, and I feel like so. If she's a good <coughs> detective, wait till it's over. Hello. It was her first one. <laughs> it was her first book. It was not her first time as a detective. Yeah, because she, she also failed had, as a cop, so well, she, she fails as a detective. Uh, she has the line <laughs> in there. I forget where it is. But detective, uh, detectiving is my life. She says that. This job it's is her life. Yeah. She's just, if if life, she really needed sex that bad, like she could have had a fling in Vegas with some random guy, that yeah. would have been a problem. Why did she sleep with a suspect? I just I don't I don't feel like I don't care how handsome and sexy he is. Sexy. I don't <laughs> not care. That almost really she's supposed to be a really that. strong woman, and oh, in my right. opinion, that made her weak. Mm-hmm. But I'll get to that. It was her we'll first. Later. It was her first one. Okay. okay. No, it wasn't. Twenty-one on charisma. <laughs> 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 so what? I saw the actual Twenty-one. And the running saved her life. Yes. Yes, good for her. Okay. Um, so that I mean, that's my only real criticism about the book. But other, other than that, I felt like Kinsey's character was very relatable. I, I liked how she operated with people around her. I felt like even though she didn't have parents, she did kind of make like a pseudo family for her in terms of some of the people that she worked with, her landlord, like Rosie. You know, she she has her own little eccentricities and she has her own things that make her who she is. But I just I, that was it. I didn't really like the. I didn't understand. Let's say the romance thing, because to me, if if the case may be were like, oh, there's an opportunity for sex, but it's going to interfere with such and such. I, I'm so logical that I would go, well, no, let's just not. Not. <laughs> let's yeah. just not. Or at least Plus wait. He was pushy. Like he at least was. wait until yeah. the thing is over. Yeah. Like guess what we're going to do? Oh, I'm going to oh, open okay. my car door and you're going to get out. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's a frat boy move. Yeah, like, right? I burn that down. I didn't get that. I didn't get why that worked on Kinsey. Like yeah. Oh, I get why it would work on other people. Not her. She's supposed to be stronger than that and more... She's lived a life. She should know better and her character is the type of character who would know better so why did she fall for it? Yeah, like his Charlie was smooth. <sighs> no, he wasn't. Like he had a he, was he glamoured her. I don't he know. He was a jerk who basically grabbed her hand and was like, we're doing this. You know, like, ah, yeah. God. He was Italian and he was 
Oh, All right, Dave. What didn't you like about this? I will continue this conversation. I only had one problem with this book. Was it that he was too smooth? No. <laughs> Did you fall for him too, Dave? Uh, he was sexy. <laughs> Everybody falls for Charlie. <laughs> the only problem I had with this book was it. The book was really slow for me. The first I mean, twelve chapters were. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. I mean, it. I mean, it wasn't boring. It was just. It just slow, and then suddenly the very last chapter it picked up, and then it ended. Yeah, bam. Yeah, it did. I did mm-hmm. not like how it was an abrupt ending. I blew him away, and then the book was over, and then yeah, a half of a page epi- epilogue. No, I actually like the epilogue. I did not. I like it. I like it how they would do a recap of how she figured it out to Nikki. Mm-hmm. That's how I would have liked it. How mm-hmm. she explained to Nikki because I think that would have been my job duty to yeah. explain well, to my client how you figured it out. You know what? I agree, actually. I like the epilogue, but I think the ending could have been expanded a bit more. Yeah. I, I think yeah. the whole book was supposed to be a written explanation of what happened. That's how it sounded like yeah, at the beginning. It says, like, at the end, yes. submitted yours or something like yeah, that. So yeah, so I'm thinking that the whole book was, was written, written to Nikki. Nikki. Yes. I don't know. But it, at it the same didn't time, like it, I, it didn't... It, didn't read it like starts that, that way and ends that way, but in the middle, we forget that. And it so, didn't read like that to me yeah. because, I mean... I, I mean, I don't know if it was for her files or what. Because the, the very first paragraph, she introduces herself that she's a private, licensed private investigator, her age, something about herself, and... She, you know, says, and I, you know, I just, uh, you know, killed someone. Says I've already um, killing someone feels odd to me. I haven't quite sorted it through. I've already given a statement to the police, which I initialed page after page and signed. I filled out a similar report for the office files. The language in both documents is neutral. The terminology oblique, and neither one says quite enough. So and, then, and then it mm. begins, and then when you get to the the okay. end, the the end of the story, then she's, you know, saying, "I blew him away," and then the story ended. But insincerely. <laughs> Whatever, that was the, the little epilogue letter. And you know what, though? Yeah, I respectfully really submitted Kinsey Mill. I, I will say this, though. I've written, I've, I've written, I've read up to D is for Deadbeat, which is the fourth book in the series. And, mm-hmm. and, and even from the like very beginning of book two, B is for Burglar, you get the sense that she is still experiencing some kind of, like, not necessarily PTSD, but she thinks back to when she had to kill someone. It, it, has, a, it has lasting effects on her for... Um, like the beginning of that book and, and basically for the whole thing of it. So it's not like it's a one-time thing. She she is, right. like, it changed her a little yeah. bit. Well, it's good but I, they, I agree with you that she should have, there should have been a sit-down with Nikki to go over stuff, yeah. especially yeah. since Nikki now, now has, doesn't have the satisfaction of of facing off with the person who killed her husband. Yeah, because I'm, I'm still not getting why Charlie killed them just because he stole money. He was covering up yeah. Um, Char- 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 Charlie didn't, killed, killed, didn't kill them. Didn't kill them. That was the one the ex-wife. Uh, the ex-wife. Yeah. Charlie killed. What's her name? The, the bookkeeper. The bookkeeper, <laughs> because the bookkeeper discovered that he that was, he was stealing money. money. Yeah, but what was the point? I mean, uh, well, I mean, he, 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 he gets the sense that he's a very egotistic, like with the whole "we will have sex" kind of thing. Yeah. He gets the fact, the sense that he's a very like egotistical guy like he's very big headed and so the idea of having to come clean about him you know taking like taking money which isn't 
the worst thing in the world in the grand scheme of crime. Yeah, he's just embezzling himself. <laughs> it's even having to fate, like admit that. I think would to him, in his view, probably be tarnished, horrible. Yeah. Like he doesn't want people to know this no, thing. Well, but also I think he well, really he gave uh, an effort because she was having he he was having a, a a thing with her, and I think he he felt like he it seems to me like he really gets off convincing women to do what he yeah. wants them to do mm-hmm. and, and he couldn't control her yeah I think it is mm-hmm. I think because it seemed like she obviously wasn't going to just let it go he decided she needed to die because he couldn't he couldn't get her to do what he wanted her to it, do it's probably I just thought that was kind of weak yeah so well yeah but I mean sometimes people do things just he's, a, he's a thief like and a murderer so you know <laughs> but he's super charming you guys yeah because yeah. that's attractive <laughs> 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 alright Wayne <laughs> Um, <laughs> just like criticism, qualms, quarry, quandary, snarky remarks. <laughs> oh. The ending was too abrupt. Yes. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Bottom line, you know, it's he's chasing her. We've got this chase off the beach. There's some rocky bluffs he can't get to. She's running to the other side. He's waiting on the other side because he had a car and she's. Chasing through the surf, and it's nighttime, you know, and all that kind of stuff. It was really neat. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a well-written chase, but you know, she's trying to hide from him and jumps into this dumpster, and he's calling, you know, to her, and you know, hey, you know, I'm I'm just here to help, you know, and then. I, I don't remember at this point if he rips the dumpster it, open it or was, she It was like out. just a trash. I didn't have a lid. Yeah, he lifted the lid and saw it. He lifted the lid and saw it, but he's, butcher knife. he's also holding his butcher knife, and she sees him holding the butcher knife and pulls out her gun, and boom. There should have been a struggle or something. Yeah, I don't know. Through the entire chase, she was worried about keeping her gun dry from the surf. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And she did and this and that, and then she gets it down in the garbage, and this and that. Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it just, you know, it's like she wasn't really carrying the gun that much before. Mm-mm. No, she even leaves it in the car when she could potentially use it in Vegas. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and so it was like up to this point, she's kind of. We know the gun exists, but she's kind of been avoiding it, uh, using it, having it on hand. And then, you know, she's like... I'm in trouble. I need it. I, You know, I, I just, you know... It's, it's, and and again, if you're a detective, you, you probably get those gut-level feelings, you know. Yeah. I better bring this along just in case. But, you know, even so, it just seemed a little too cut and dry that... You know, here's the big villain, and he pops it open, and he's got the knife, and she's got the gun, and you know, like to say, never come to a gunfight with a knife. A knife, mm. yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, wait, I'm like, wait, not makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and and he, you know, it's just, oh, there you are, <coughs> and then there the you are, and the book ends right there, yeah, you know, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. You yeah. could kind of see the ending of a bo- of the book as like an extension of Kinsey's character. She's very matter of fact. She's not super like into um, like you know eloquent speech or anything. It kind of ends the way that she would end it if she were writing notes, which I, I kind of get the impression at the end of the book that maybe she did. 
Um, but I, I wanted more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all wanted more. It wasn't satisfying. It was disappointing. I, I, I have to agree with Dad. That's one. That's my the thing I didn't like. It, it was just very anticlimactic. He tossed his Kindle. He <laughs> <laughs> was onto a pile of, of like pillows or no, it was into the yarn basket, so it wasn't into anything like. But he threw it. But he did. He 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 finished. I went. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> You're like what? <laughs> I was like. Uh, you know, sorry, I think you didn't like getting either. She could have dragged it out a little bit, have her get out of the dumpster. She could have tried taking him in. And he wasn't and dead yet or something. Or the gun she misfired because it got wet in the third uh, or something. Drag it out a little. And and yeah, that's, that's my call. Oh, okay. Do it. Keep or it. she shot off his ear. Or oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shut off his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh my God, I love that movie. Oh, oh no, it's not a movie anymore. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, some uh, wild target. Oh my gosh. Oh, anyway, sorry. Um, thank you for bringing up something that I like. Okay, so. Pull the bandit off as a face. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, where do I start? Um, You're among friends. I know, I know, it is a safe place. Um, okay. First of all, the only two people in the story who someone said, oh no, I'd never pig them, were the two people who did it. By the way. <laughs> okay? Anybody? Anybody else? Okay. So oh, they were like, oh, Harley's like, oh, oh yeah, because she's listening. Oh, well, have you, have you talked to you, blah, blah. And she mentions the ex-wife. He's like, oh, no. Out of all the people, it's not her. Basically, is what he's saying. And then the ex-wife's saying, oh, no, out of everybody, it wouldn't be Charlie. And then and the ex-wife and Charlie are the two killers. Anybody? Okay. You just got that now. Oh, my gosh. I, I said Bonnie's good at... Um, like the, <laughs> they are literally the only two people who are like not suspected, like least suspect, least the least suspected people. We had some great, we had some, we had some great red herrings. Okay, the boyfriend, mm-hmm. legitimately creepy, horrible dirt bag. Mm-hmm. Um, who ends up a crybaby just because Evan because he thinks it's his fault. Yeah. Well, good for him. He should live with guilt. He was not the greatest. Um, but <laughs> you know what I mean. But like, oh my goodness. And then and how long does it take him to make a chimney out of brick? A while, apparently. It's like a mug. He's <laughs> just <laughs> smoking pot, okay? We got a confession out of the wife, and suddenly she's dead. The ex-wife. That and suddenly she's me. dead. And I'm like, okay, I get why she was killed, because she knew about the letter as well. That's why he was killing off anybody who knew about the letter, because he didn't want to be found out as the killer of the girl. I get that. At the same time, I felt like, well, yeah, it's too convenient. So now, okay, for her daughter's sake, it's just as well that the daughter or nobody else finds out, and she's not tried for murder and all of that. But I felt like there should have been something, like at least came clean to Nikki. There could have been something. I would have liked to have seen Nikki tear her hair out or something. I don't know. You know, you know maybe not just, you know, we'll 
have a little Resolution. confrontation yeah. and we'll just agree to because just deal. You know, served eight years yeah. because of what this lady she should, did. She should be able to walk up, slap her face, and and maybe never speak to her again, and maybe speak to her again. I don't think honestly. I think Nikki just wanted to know, but I think she needed to have that moment where she could have confronted that person, and now that's been stolen from her mm-hmm. because Charlie's horrible. Um, and no, no, because I already knew he was a killer when she slept with him. I was pissed. <laughs> Not only was he a suspect, he was the killer because he's the one who chuckled on the phone because he's the only character who's written as chuckling. And he's the only character whose laugh was, was described as being a chuckle. So even though it was whispered, and you couldn't recognize the voice, the killer, the person on the other phone who obviously just killed Sharon, chuckled. She may not have recognized the chuckle, but he's the only character in the entire book who's described as chuckling. I knew right then he was the murderer, and I was right. Well, hang on. You know that he's the murderer because you can like literally see the word chuckle. Kinsey could not see a laugh. But she's the one who's describing the she's sound. She's chuckle earlier. She's the only one whose laugh has oh, been described as a chuckle. Right. The only one whose laugh has <laughs> been described as a chuckle. heard it before. <laughs> and he she's the, the writer. Phone. She's the one who's described it. Oh, Kinsey, no. Like, really? Oh, my gosh. I, I knew oh, right there. Well, know. that's but you have to understand. <laughs> you have to understand. I, at like seven, was beating everyone I knew at Clue. I love mysteries. They, I, they're puzzles. They're oh, fantastic. The very first time. <laughs> uh, oh, because you'll cheat. <laughs> 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 the only reason you'll beat me is because you'll cheat, David. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, I was, as a kid, I was beating my parents constantly. And then, for some reason, and they don't remember it this way. Because But nobody would play with me after a while because I won so much. I, I understood my sister. She's younger than me. She wasn't even it anyway, but but they don't really want my parents to see it this way. No, I'm sure that's not why. But but they stopped playing with me. So obviously it's because I was winning too much. But I, I love mysteries. I grew up on mysteries. Sherlock Holmes. Oh my gosh. You know, um, even I mean, and writers of mysteries who write um, lots and lots of books tend, especially the formula kind. Okay, this isn't the first one I've I've read. Mary Higgins Clark has a bit of a formula to a lot of hers because she's written so many. She always throws in a tiny bit of romance. Um, it's, it's not as... It's not twisted like this. They're always the good guys. But um, um, you, you kind of can pinpoint early on, oh, I think these characters are going to end up together at the end of the book, and they do. And you, you can often figure out... Every now and again, Mary Higgins surprises me, and I, I don't know the murderer ahead of time, which I always like. I always like if someone can surprise me. Um, Surprise. Right? Um, you surprise me all the time. Well, almost all the time. So to being able to be surprised by something, I, I was... Um, I was suspicious but hadn't fully decided on... that. I, I, I knew Charlie. Um, so when it turned out that the wife was the killer, I was a little surprised by that. So that was nice. That was that was a refreshing thing, because I still had in my mind that Charlie did it all, because I'd already decided he he was the killer, and he oh, was he was the killer. he was the nice. ultimate killer. Like oh oh, so it was the ex-wife. So it was the wife, just not the current wife. It was the ex-wife. Okay, but it was <laughs> that was kind of a sad thing too. Like. Like, it seems like happy because yeah. she groom all those dogs now. <laughs> well, you know, she was the type of character that. Usually, if that's the one time you've killed someone, 
even if you hated them, there's some things that affect you, and she didn't have any of those vibes coming off of her. Mm-hmm. So I I was a little bit surprised by it, and I kind of felt like, oh. also eight years later, though. Yeah, that's true. No, that's true. But there's, mm-hmm. char- like, characters often are written, you know, they save them. But, but, um, I, but I knew Charlie did it, and I was so mad when she slept with him. So mad in so many ways. So many levels. Okay, first of all, because I knew he was the murderer, so that was just awful. Second, because he's a suspect. Even if she hasn't figured out that he's a murderer, he's a suspect. You're a detective. This is your life. This is not... But he was smooth. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I mean... Smooth criminal. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to let you take the... When he came to her apartment, then you can take that scene, and I'll just support you on that, because you need to be able to rant a little, and I don't want to take it off. Okay? So, so I'll go on from that. But anyway, so there were things that I was disappointed in. I was disappointed in the ending. Um, Yes, I figured things out early on. But that's not unusual for me. I can still enjoy a good mystery. Um, I've been a detective. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, I finally have him on jail. <laughs> I read the oh, who's the, the author? The, it's the the dessert. It's this it's this oh, lady the, the, who the pie, the yes yes the, the, the like the blueberry pie and the chocolate chip cookie and all those murders. I love those Agatha and, and they're no. oh I love Agatha Christie as well. Joanne Fluke. Yes, Joanne Fluke. Um, and they're delightful they and they're very formulaic, but they're totally delightful <laughs> mysteries, and I love them. And why she's, your friend Kate is so pudgy. <laughs> she's not um she's not your typical like she's not a private detective. She's not. She owns a bakery. And so, it, you know, it's just fun. She just happens to solve She happens to be the one that catches comes across the, the bodies and ends up catching the killers. Yeah, so she's, she's like Jessica Fletcher. in Fletcher and Murder, She Wrote, where she's the writer and just happens to figure things out. You know, she's not a policeman. She's not a detective. She's just good at it, like I would be. Um, <laughs> I'd love to be like Jessica Fletcher. Oh, anyway. Okay, so you, you reminded me of one little side note that I do want to say. I did not like how the rock author wrote fat people. Being overweight for most of my life, all the characters who were fat were just like... She looked down upon. Yeah. Like, she described them as... It, it wasn't like they were just fat. They were extremely obese and they were had these horrible habits. And not that I haven't known people like that, but it was like we either had the supermodel or the grotesquely <laughs> obese, horrible habit weirdo. Yeah. There was no normal person in between. And I felt like there should have been. And Kinsey herself was like 5'6", maybe 110. Yeah, so I'm like, like, where's all the real people here? (laughs) And there are people in between. I know, but I felt like the author just didn't um, give regular normal size. You know, I just felt like, you know, it was either... Because even even the lady who, you know, was the, the insurance swindler, she was, you know... That and the, the the lady and then her mom who was even fatter the hotel chick and then you know mm-hmm. I just felt like 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 while the characters were interesting and I've known people that were like that so I felt that they were real I felt like it, it was there was one extreme or another and there wasn't anything in between and I felt as someone who is overweight a little bit looked down upon and I was a little bit upset by it just so you know that was just a little side note Maylene the, I'm done Maylene go ahead <laughs> well besides the sex scene which we all agree well we lose I said Dave he's a I had a real problem the first thing like the first thing that bothered me really was when after one time meeting him 
she accepts this ride with him back to her apartment. Okay, you're going to let a suspect who, even if he's not the murderer, you're going to know where you yeah, live. Yeah. And he waits in the living room while she takes a shower after only one time meeting him. I'm like, as a woman, that bothers me so bad because it's like, I, if I meet a guy once, no way am I letting him alone yeah. in my living room while I'm showering, even if it's in the back. It's like, that's epic keeper mode. That's a trust thing. That's... I trust you enough to go feel like I could take a shower while you're in my bedroom. There are very few men that I would let stay in my living room alone while I'm in the shower. Very few men. One thing, you're naked and vulnerable. (laughs) Another thing, that's still your shit. Right? The best best case scenario, he could be a thief and be stealing your stuff. That's the best case scenario. Wait a minute, he was a thief. (laughs) (laughs) That's a murderer. He was taking a shower while he was in the living room. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She even makes the joke. Um, did you go through all my drawers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like, like, oh, that bothers me. You were suspecting that at all. You shouldn't have let it in your apartment. Like, any, okay, other than relatives, like male, other than male relatives, there are like five people or less that are male that I would allow in my living room while I'm showering. Like, less than five, I could probably, you know, that <laughs> argument. <laughs> <It's> probably <laughs> <true. Yeah. laughs> I don't care. He took the last beer. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to walk there. Yeah, that's a dick move. That's a last beer. He'd obviously had a bad day. He'd yeah. been like, oh, it's your last one. You should drink it. No, no, no. I don't think it's okay. The second time being days, I was going to fridge, me and acting like it's okay. Like, Really? Hey, and and he he also had her walking the dogs with him while they're taking a dump in the sand. Uh, <laughs> so that was, was describing. I liked I liked her feeling of the dog. I thought yeah. that was good though. The whole opinion of the dog was but that was. I just thought no, you should not be doing that because best case scenario, even if he wasn't even involved in the case, even if he wasn't you know a creepy killer dude. There are so many things wrong with that. I feel, you know, like no. like I said, five people or less that aren't that are guys that aren't in my family. I would let in my living room showering. Yeah, and that's because I know them and trust them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not because my it's the first time I met them. You know, no. and like at this point in Kinsey's life, she's been divorced twice. Like yeah. she's not. Right. It's not. It's not even a prude thing for, for me. Like okay, if you know, it's not anything like that. Yeah. It's because if you want to have a one night stand, have a one night stand. But like you said, it's your choices. Yeah. It, but in the, he's part of the case. That's just horrible. It's okay. out of character for her. Yeah. Uh, conflict so of interest. Maybe that's yeah. why it bothers. Yeah. yeah. Conflict of interest. Anyway, the second thing that really bothered me besides the thing is um the when she walks in on the one chick who got killed and then just takes off <laughs> like. Don't you say she? Physically takes evidence. She takes evidence, <laughs> messes with it, and please, it's like you don't do that as a detective. Uh, okay, if you had gotten caught taking evidence or anything, they would have blamed everything. They, on you. It could have looked yeah. bad for you, and it sh- by all rights, she was afraid. afraid. It was going to look bad for her but anyway. Yeah. she would have lost her license. Yeah, yeah. I, I get it. You don't want to lose your license. It, it, it will look bad, but guess what? If you've been caught sneaking out, that would look ten times worse. Because they would make her look like, you know, yeah, like a killer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, guess what? You know, sometimes it's going to look bad, but sometimes you have to slurge through the horrible things so that you don't come out looking at the suspect. Because at that point, if they thought you were the killer, then that could have impeded your investigation further, you know? You know so. what else was a crime in that area? 
She didn't take those nickels and gamble while she was in Vegas. Right? <laughs> That's true. I'm sorry, when they give you a couple of nickels yeah. for free, you should at least gamble it to get your gas money back. Right. Or keep the nickels. At yeah. least it's something. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
I still say Wade's reaction to that was a bet. <laughs> so I, I'm probably not going to submit the remaining 25 books in the series for the club. Thank you, appreciate but, that. But um, ah, ah. if you want to read them, uh, at least books three th- or two through four are pretty good. I like them. So I think I'll get to W just to see the difference between her first book and yeah. her most recent book. No. Writing-wise, character-wise. Well, the book for letter X is just titled X. It's not X is for xylophone or something. X is for Xanax. X is for Xanax. X is for Xanax. Real quick, A is for alibi, B is for burglar, C is for corpse, D is for deadbeat, E is for evidence, F is for fugitive, G is for gumshoe, then homicide, incident, innocent. innocent judgment, killer, lawless, malice, noose, outlaw, peer, peril. peril, quarrel, quarry, quarry. ricochet, silence, trespass, undertow, vengeance, wasted. Yeah. Sounds like the last one the wine got to her. <laughs> w is for wine. X is all she can write. She's still drunk from W. Can't write her signature. Just her X. X is for wine. X marks the murder. X is for you, did it. Actually, X is her most intense novel. Is it? Yes. Oh. And it, it is it is dealing with a serial killer that no one has been able to get any evidence on. Mm. Oh, wow. That's great. So, I'll wait till that one comes out and read it. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the book. I'm just not really into the, the mystery type mm. of oh, books. That's just a sad thing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> they just, they're just so like fun. Him. I'm, I'm Conan where we're okay. straightforward if Conan suspects somebody he just kills them <laughs> don't or, bother or, asking or, questions or if it's a girl he'll just have sex with them and, <laughs> and then I'm just pretty straightforward and they kill him later sometimes the woman turns out to be a, a wolf demons yeah. so, you know you never know what happens with Conan yeah so he just goes oh, okay I didn't believe I had sex with her I'll just kill her and no one will have to know and then yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the book. I'm just, just, just not really interested in the mysteries. You, man, you slept with an Just in wh- one of the things that I found out, found interesting in doing a little bit of research, um, was that it says uh, Grafton admits she conceived the story on her own fantasies, quote unquote of murdering her then-husband while going through a divorce. Uh, the choice of murder by substituting contents of an antihistamine tablet with crushed oleander meant and an alibi, alibi held no value because the contents of the tablet could have been switched to considerable time earlier than the victim actually swallowed the tablet. Well, Plus, isn't that delightful? <laughs> and like, as someone who works yeah, in and around um, <laughs> prescription <laughs> drugs a lot, that would be fairly easy to do. Some antihistamine tablets are like the, the oh, capsules the you can break open. Right, yeah. it's, like it's like a solid... Um, pink, you can't yeah. see through it at yeah, all. Right, Benadryl, yeah, half pink, half white. Yep, easy to do. Um, all in all, I enjoyed the book. Even if you didn't like how it ended, I think just, you know, <laughs> the, the ending was just kind of abrupt. Scooby Doo. I 
I must I, I, I must put in here that their cat did survive the Kindle throwing. She was asleep. I do feel Jump. bad about that. This is a <laughs> brand new Kindle. It wasn't a month old. <laughs> I was surprised. Because that one broke, and not because he threw it, just so you know. Are you sure? To be honest, I, that's, I've never done that. I sure didn't break it during the maze room. We read an actual copy. We had an actual copy. All in all, I enjoyed the book. Uh, <laughs> it uh, it wasn't Sherlock Holmes. So Arthur Conan Doyle just Of course, you can only read Sherlock Holmes a certain number of times, you know. And Plus, Kinsey can't be on opium. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Why not? Or or established she doesn't well, do the bourbon. You know, she has some You know, she has a vice. She's a sucker for super sexy. You know, she could have had her cocaine habit. I'll read at least one more. Um... Mm. Probably more than that because I do like mysteries and it's always nice to find a new mystery series. But um, but but there are others that I have enjoyed more than this one. Yeah. So but but it's a mystery and we've all we all know Bonnie likes mystery mysteries. I love mysteries. Okay, go ahead. Um, I think I agree with Bonnie. I mean, it was a pretty decent attempt at a first mystery. I think. I mean, I I I, I try. I give her a little more leeway just because it was her first mystery. It might have been her first book. But it was her first delve into this. So I was like, okay, not everyone's first attempt at things is going to be great, you know. Uh, very few times can you get an author who, right out of the, back, right out of the gate, is like, oh, that's amazing, you know. So um, I'm not sure if I'll read more of these books. I haven't decided yet. Um, the At this point, the only reason why I feel compelled to keep going is because of a slight... OCD part of me mm-hmm. that's like gotta finish it now I started it dang it you know series the entire alphabet in a bookshelf you know? I'm so <laughs> bad if she dies before the last one I'm gonna be mad that's <laughs> like, <really> funny <laughs> like oh I'll lose no, why. Why? 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 But you know, like I said, I, I don't know. I'm not sure yet if I'm going to continue. I might. I might not. I haven't decided. You're going to be in trouble when she gets so one is for who done it and two is for you and the numbers keep going. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh. I'm done after that. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm very good. You got 26 books out of me, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I got 26 of your books. Come on now. Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not Sir Terry Pratchett. Exactly, right? Oh, I still need to have all of this world. I'm working on it. I'm working on it, too. I'm not there yet. What is it, 40? Something. 41. Yeah. 41. Are there, like, collections that look the same on the shelf from book to book for that? Like, at all? I haven't seen That's yeah. what I want for this book. I have a cheat no. sheet. Yeah, but if you get like the 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 paperbacks, they all look very similar. Yeah, the the mass market paperbacks. If you just buy them all like that, then they look pretty similar because that's most of the ones. But I think at the end of the day, it was a decent it was a decent book. Yeah. And after hearing the synopsis for what was it X. Or the, yeah, yeah. That's just sounds interesting. So I'm, I'm thinking if she gets better, then maybe I'll continue. Well, she's written this many books. She has to. Yeah. 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 No one would have bought them. Yeah. Well, you know. although Maze Runner was a New York Times bestseller. <laughs> what, to the fourth graders? <laughs> I don't know. People bought it. That doesn't mean they liked it. We bought it. We didn't like it. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's my opinion. 
It was a decent just, exam. Just because he was a bestseller doesn't mean yeah, that writing was good. Know. You know what? Though, that gives me hope for when I finally publish a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get on the New York Times bestseller list. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get on the I just kind of like walk over it. Diamond jumped. But yeah, I mean, it's no... Twilight, too. It's not Agatha Christie, because I love Poirot, but I mean, it's still pretty good. That was another thing. and I talked about the main character isn't masculine enough to be um, a, uh, a Sam Spade or um, a Parker, and she's not feminine enough to be a Miss Marple. Right. Yeah, I get it. I get you know, it. She's somewhere in between. She's somewhere she's, in between. She's a little more real, but she just screwed up there with the... Yeah. She's now that you mentioned super like that, she's super sexy. Get closer to sucker. Tinker. Sherlock Holmes, the uh, love interest. Oh, oh, um, oh shit. You're um, thinking of um, uh, the, the woman. Uh, the woman. Yeah, the woman. Uh, the, woman. Uh, the, um, the American. Or Irene Adler. Irene Adler! Irene Adler. Yeah, she, she's closer to that respect. Mm. Yeah. I feel smart. <laughs> <laughs> all of us like you know when you just say something and then your mind goes blank yeah, and I mean. he said it and all of our minds went blank except yours. Thank you. <laughs> I got to the woman. <laughs> <laughs> the woman. Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. I went to Eileen's and like I'm just sleepy. It's okay. All right. So let's let's go ahead and draw the next. Uh, who's on the list to draw next? Yeah, I think we've all drawn. I haven't had a book. Stephen hasn't drawn one. Right. Stir it up. Stir it up. Yeah. That's it. Uh, <laughs> oh dear. Uh, oh Brandon. <laughs> Spider Man, Darkest Hour. Ah. <laughs> Spider Man, Darkest Hour. Alright. You've been waiting how long for that? Uh, quite a while. Find that book. Um, do you have a copy? I might have your copy. I genuinely don't know. Okay, you, you let me know. Cause, um, we have two copies. We have three copies. Oh, I need one there. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what, what I'm That's the one that's. Uh, Fewer and fewer and fewer. Yeah, I, I keep buying the copies. Yeah, that's why that market is going up. Every time I buy a copy, it goes higher and higher. It's a false scarcity. <laughs> Just one guy keeps buying all these other FYI, I am already booked on the 11th and the 25th of March. Okay, well, okay, well yeah, it's before we get any time. But yeah, uh, Jim Butcher, uh, this is the only Jim Butcher novel that is out of print. It is. Um, uh, he even talks a little bit about his on his website. It is a Spider-Man novel that takes place during the period when Peter Parker is married to Mary Jane, and it is my favorite Spider-Man story of all time, including out of the comics. It's not just that's a novel. Yeah, it's, this is my favorite Spider-Man story. So uh, that's what we're going to be reading uh, next week. Hey there, people of the interwebs. It's me, Brandon Noel. I'm sorry, uh, we really wanted to get this episode out earlier, um, A for Alibi is a really good book, I know I was a little hard on it on the episode, but in looking back on it, I was like, yeah, this this really does hold up, and um, it took some time to grow on me, so I, I really recommend it, um, we wanted this one out at the beginning of the month, uh, before the uh, comic book convention that was mentioned in uh, the intro that my lovely wife did. Um, unfortunately, we're doing it late. 
I do want to say the convention was a huge success. We had over 200 people. For a library convention, that's pretty good. Um, and then uh, post the convention, I had the con crud, so I was down for a little bit. And then my wife got the flu. Um, she's better now, so that that's good. But um, I'm sorry this one's coming out so late. Uh, next month we'll try to be better. Next month is um, one of my favorite books of all time. Been looking forward to this forever. Uh, Spider-Man Darkest Hour, written by Jim Butcher. Um, eventually I'm going to reach out to him and try to get an interview with him. We've done two of his books, uh, Dres uh, the first Dresden uh, novel and then Spider-Man Darkest Hour, but I'm a huge fan of Spider-Man Darkest Hour. Um, I it, it, It's out of print. Uh, you can get it on Amazon for like 15 bucks a copy. Uh, I bought everyone in the book club a copy of the book, but when I was doing it, <clears throat> they were like $4 a copy. And every time I purchased one, the price of the book would go up. So I know this podcast is directly result uh, in inflation for Spider-Man Darkest Hour. Um, really good book. One of my favorite uh, Spider-Man stories. One of my favorite novels, period. Um, and uh, I hope you uh, come back next month and uh, enjoy in The Butchery by Jim Butcher. Thank you.